Hello, welcome back to another episode of Sustainability in the Sea, a podcast produced by the Conservations Collective. Um, We're really excited to be back making episodes, uh, especially this one in honor of Shark Week. Um, We're going to take a look at some threats to sharks, some misconceptions about sharks, and then me and Alex are going to dive into our own personal experiences with sharks um, in an effort to help you rethink maybe how you view them. So thank you to everyone who's listening in our ocean-minded community. We're really excited to be back making episodes here at Sustainability in the Sea and appreciate all the support that we get at the Conservationist Collective, the projects we work on, and um, just all of you guys who make this possible. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey everyone, it's Carissa. And Alex. Hi Alex. Hey Carissa. Um, so, uh, for those of you that have been listening to Sustainability in the Sea, you know we've probably taken a hiatus for how long do you think it's been? Like half a year. I think uh, that's normal. Yeah. Like one, one season a year. So. Yeah. So, um, the first season was so amazing. I'm so proud of what we put out into the world and, like, all the guests we had. Like, yeah, we had some really cool people. And most of, everyone are friends were pretty much. So. Yeah. I, I think those of you that either are studying marine bio or maybe work in the field kind of know, like your social circles end up merging. So we ended up in interviewing all of the cool people that we know um, locally and uh, and some people that tuned in from other areas, like Anita's pub policy episodes. So, yes, from DC. Yeah. Um, we ended up putting it out over the course of a few months, and I'm really happy if you guys think that was great and we really want to revisit this. Um, we did some you know, brainstorming together and we realized something that prevented us from being consistent was having so many guests and having it be, you know, so high production and serious. So we put a lot of effort into it. So yeah, I remember we were spending like four hours editing an episode or more, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to change that. We're going to have a new format. Yeah. And you know, we're still going to welcome guests and we have so many people that we've had our eyes on for a while, but, um, this new season of sustainability in the sea is going to give you like an inside look onto, um, marine biology from our perspective, our work at the Conservationist Collective, our stories, lessons learned, um, more guests, of course, and covering topics related to kind of more modern marine conservation, I would say. Yeah, Yeah. so we thought we'd kick it off since it's almost Shark Week. Oh, I used to love Shark Week. Dude, me too. I still kind of do in its own way. It was in the summer, and I remember it was like, I had no plans, I had to be like watching everything. No, yeah, it was like every day at the TV. Yeah, and you couldn't rewatch things back then. So it was just like, if you missed it, you missed mm-hmm. it, right? Unless if you remember the episodes from last year, you'd be like, oh, I remember that one from last year. That yeah. me all the time. No, it was epic. And in hindsight, I realized like how like fear-driven it was produced, but it was, I yeah, lo- loved Hollywood it. took over. Loved it as a kid. So. I, I still know one of the top like Shark Week people, Andy Casagrande. Oh my God, did you Shout out to that guy. You don't know yeah. anyone's name. I, I, that's so true. I know <laughs> no one, but he's the person that stuck with me. Was he like a host? He He's basically like a videographer, a cinematographer. Oh, okay. And that, I think that's why I fell in love with him because I really wanted to do kind of similar work. And here we are. Yeah, produce <laughs> produce things about sharks. So I guess here we are producing an episode about sharks. But um, if you're listening and you don't know much about sharks, you're going to learn some and some stuff about them in this episode. And we're also going to share all of our experiences with sharks that we've had. So um, if this is your first episode of Sustainability in the Sea, me and Alex are based on the island of Oahu in Hawaii. And um, 
we met in graduate school. Mm-hmm. Two marine scientists. Um, we were getting our masters in marine science, and yes, I mean, since then, I would say during our hiatus, should we give them a quick catch up of what we were doing during those eight months? Yeah, it was quite a bit. The Conservationist Collective like blew up, and all my ambitions for this podcast just ended up like not being able to come to fruition because it was spread so thin. Yeah, there's just too much to do, which is a good thing. Yeah, and I also made the mistake of going back to full-time work for like a few months, and I realized that juggling both was impossible, and um, it was a way better fit for me to help come lead the Conservationist Collective as CEO. So, yeah, you're um, great at it, so oh, good job. We're back to full swing. We've got a bigger team. Everything keeps growing every day, and... Um, you can follow us and all of our journeys and projects on TikTok and Instagram and on our website, all at the Conservationist Collective. So super proud of what we're doing over there and um, proud of some of the projects we've been able to be a part of. So, okay. So Let's dive into some sharks. I know. So you listen, so you watch, so you watch Shark Week, right? I have memories of like, just like them coming up to cages and trying to get in cages. Like I had this, this idea in my head that sharks were like, breaking into cages yeah and i think the the music that they always put with the mm-hmm. with this clips and i think now we know from a production standpoint that music can make music sets the tone of the vibe of whatever you're making it definitely so does. if you're putting scary scary music on it it's like you're scared right <laughs> so um i think it's still going on i think shark week's still going on yeah definitely um, but a lot has changed since it we actually don't watch it at all anymore partly because we don't have cable yeah we don't watch tv in general yeah but, but um also because uh it's i don't know i've heard it's better i've heard it's less fear i've heard there's a lot more science mm-hmm. but i wouldn't know so if you watch shark week tell us because yeah i'm pretty interested yeah but just like straight up don't have the time necessarily to spend a week watching Shark Week, so Yeah, so know. DM us. We love hearing you from you guys, and um, I know there's a pretty dedicated amount of listeners here, so I'm excited to learn more about your shark experiences. Um, so, okay, I grew up, I have cousins. For those of you that don't know, my family's Ecuadorian. I have a million cousins, um, and I'm obsessed with all of them, so shout out any of my cousins that are listening to this. <laughs> and we were all truly obsessed with Jaws, like as a movie, which is... Funny in hindsight, because I think um, we all became a little bit scared of um, sharks because of Jaws, mm-hmm. but I, I we just, my family's a bit obsessive, and we just, like, learned every line of the movie, and, you know, Universal Studios, and all, all the things. So, um, did you watch Jaws growing up? I did. I wasn't as obsessed, but I enjoyed it. It was really fun. Like, it was, <laughs> yeah. But um, I realized that the movie's actually based off of a book, and the author of the book came out and said he actually regrets producing the movie mm-hmm. because of all of the... Wasn't a she? I could be wrong. Mm, we're I, I, I going to fact check this yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Or someone else fact check it for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, the author, whoever... Um, they are. Yeah, whoever they are. So, yeah, they ended up saying they regretted producing the movie because it ended up creating a lot of fear around sharks unnecessarily. And, um, yeah, for those of you that don't know, there's, like, a lot of misconceptions about sharks. Yeah. And... There's some crazy staggering facts about the amount of sharks that are pulled out of the oceans each year from a bunch of different threats, and it wouldn't be fair to have an ep- a podcast episode about this if we didn't talk a little bit about that. So um, I remember being so shocked when I learned that humans kill over like 100 million sharks per year. Yeah. Um, I think that comes out to like 14,000 an hour. Yeah. Really? That's the number? Let me do, let me do the math. Yeah, I remember. Okay, I believe, I believe you. I know. But that 
that seems like a lot. Yeah, so 14,000 times 24 times 365. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So we do that for a lot of reasons globally, um, but I would say some of the leading ones are the shark meat and fin trade mm-hmm. and as bycatch for fishing. Which I just want to point out that the like the fin trade isn't specifically in China. Isn't only in China. Which yes, oh, we, it's yes. like obviously that's a huge market for it. Um, that we want to bring attention to, but it's not. That's not the only place. Yeah, and I feel like it's marketed like oh, it's a status symbol in certain cultures. Shark fin soup is, mm-hmm. but shark fin soup isn't responsible for the shark fin and meat trade. Actually, like the EU is the biggest um, exporter of shark of shark meat so i think it's it's spain and italy italy is the biggest importer and spain's the biggest exporter so there's not it's not even comparable right so it's not just that oh like shark fins are going in soup like shark meat is being eaten yeah oftentimes like marketed as something else too yeah i know that in the uk it can be fall under the name of flake Mm. So it can just say flake on the menu, and you're like, oh, is or like white fish. White fish is another one. And you're like, oh, I'm getting a white fish. Like, oh. but people just don't even know, or, or maybe they do. But I, it's hard for me to believe that um, there's transparency about the naming of fish on menus, and you might just not realize it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's not to say that th- that the U.S. is immune to that at all. We've we've got sharks um, being sold in me- in restaurants in the U.S. as well. Um, and also shark hunts. And shark hunts. I don't know if you saw the recent Florida uh, fishing tournament that... Yeah, that was actually a fishing... Tur- they, it was marketed as a fishing tournament, but was the target sharks? The target wasn't sharks, but apparently all the fishers knew that they were going to target sharks. Yeah, and so sharks, and are, sharks are a type of fish, for yeah. those listening that don't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they claimed it was um, under the name of public safety, but that's a tough tough argument in my opinion yeah that sounds like a little bit of like bs so and then i know that happens in australia too right it's like oh we're gonna put shark nets on the outer areas of um popular beaches like Mm -hmm. in byron bay or like we're going to it's um as society as a whole globally i think we don't respect sharks enough and um from an ecological perspective that's insane to me because um they're a top predator they like do people know how important prop predators are for the ecosystem? Mostly no. Yeah, most, like, most don't. Um, the w- one thing that was a huge eye-opener for me was learning um, about how sharks... First of all, shark attacks are, um, like, few and far between. They're yeah, extremely rare. Extremely, extremely rare. Like, negligible. Ne- like, negligible. But um, when sharks do hunt, they usually predate the sick and the weak, Um they're, that's why they're called the immune system of the sea. And if you think about that from like an evolutionary perspective, which I often do, um, that means that the sick and the weak are being removed from the food chain, right? So it's driving a healthy food chain of healthy individuals um, mm-hmm. that are equipped to live in the environment and even the changing environment, right? So um, if we don't have sharks there, we're like losing an immune um one of the like immune, response, immune response in the ocean I was a good way to think about it and conceptualizing that when I'm talking about sharks to the general public has been really helpful in like getting that you know point across so mm-hmm. if you're ever trying to talk to someone about the importance of sharks just use that metaphor um, but yeah they're top predators so that means that they they control in a top-down approach like 
um, how many individuals of different like trophic levels or I don't know that we're getting a little sciencey. <laughs> I don't know. Deep, they, they help though. They're it's critical, right? And um, for areas around the world that actually protect sharks, um, which we'll talk a little bit about my experiences in one of the shark sanctuaries later in the episode. Um, it's a huge source of revenue in the blue economy, especially in the tourism economy, Definitely. right? Like here on Oahu, yeah, on the same. North Shore. There's a ton of shark diving boats and charters. And yeah, there was one that was just opened businesses. by marine biologists too during mm-hmm. COVID. So like there's a, enough of a demand that more businesses are opening. And that's because people want to, you know, get in the water with them in a safe way. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I do. I'm, I'm one yeah, of those people. I'm one of those people as well. And I have, you know, friends, cousins, visitors that have come and tried to do that as well. And so, but the point is, is that's like, you know, if we have more sharks in the ocean, then we have more uh, people coming to visit a healthy ocean, right? This is what I always try to, to tell people who are a little economically driven when it comes to conservation, right? It's like, let's create jobs and create revenue for the coastal economies that rely on the ocean and um, by, by regenerating the health of the ocean but i guess since me and you are people who like being in the water with sharks maybe we could talk about our experiences our experiences um so okay so i loved jaws right you love shark week mm-hmm. but i grew up in arizona like i was not i didn't see a shark till i moved here did you 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 went I to college some, in santa cruz yeah i saw some small sharks which are pretty cool but yeah being what kind in- Leopard sharks, mostly, I think. Oh, wait. We saw them in San Diego as well. My fir- Sorry, my first shark experience was actually studying abroad. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's how old I was. But nice. I think yeah. I saw some abroad, too. I just... That was a while ago. But also, like, growing up... Or not growing up, but going to school in Santa Cruz. Isn't that like a white shark? Yeah, that's nest? like the white shark, like, area. So, it was always kind of nerve-wracking going in the water. Um, and I wasn't as, like water water friendly as i am now um so it was always it was always on your mind at least a little bit yeah and did you see any ever as like from the cliffs or surfing never. Or? i wish i tried to i tried to like you would hear about it though right yeah you definitely hear about it there's this one area um near the cement ship where it's like it's a common like area where pups hang out mm-hmm. um so I tried to go there, but like, and I like see from the cliffside, but never yeah. Anything. And then whenever it gets covered in the media, right, it's always like so scary. It's like the, yeah. the headlines are so fear based, and yeah. so it's just trying to get people's attention, which is yeah, so pretty you, like destructive overall. Yeah, so you've got like movies that, and they're still being released now that are like demonizing sharks. Then you've got mm-hmm. news headlines that are demonizing sharks. Then you have social media sharing shark sightings in a way that isn't sensitive to us changing it. So like. We, I hope that us sharing some of these experiences that we've had with sharks will help deconstruct ideas that maybe you might have about them just because of the way they've been talked about, you know, our whole lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then what was your first experience if it wasn't, if you didn't actually see so my first, like, eyes? real or at least memorable experience when I first moved here and we went together, actually. Oh, yeah. So we Wait, did. that was not my first experience now that I recall. I thought that was mine. So can I tell mine first? Yeah, go for it. Let's do it chronologically. So I was um, in college and I studied abroad in the Galapagos. And um, I think that was the first time in my life where I was really, I was there for like over oh, nearly two months. And I think that was the first time in my life that I was spending like every day diving in the water. And um, one of the tour guides, so Galapagos is a national park. So you need tour guides to take you places. Um, he was like, I'm going to show you guys where the sharks are and he like took us underwater we were we were on snorkel and he put us under 
and they were just like resting in a cave and they weren't moving and it's because the current was um like pushing water over their gills so they were still able to breathe and um they and like i remember just looking we went into the cave there were like four they were um white tips and I just went, he took me back up and then he took the next person down. And <laughs> it's pretty it was cool. That's a good first experience. So anticlimactic. Yeah, and, not scary. And it was also, they were like, okay, now we're going to go dive with hammerheads. And so hammerheads are a lot at depth. This was also in the Galapagos. And we were on a boat. And so we all hopped off and I was so nervous. Um, and I looked down and there's just a ton. And they're, they're way further below me. They don't care about me. Yeah, they're just doing their thing. I looked at my friend Peter. Shout out, Peter, if you're listening. Um, and I was just like, that was so, it, 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 they're just here. Mm-hmm. And living I, their life. Was real, I spent, and I, I oftentimes spend time underwater thinking, and I was just thinking that whole dive, like, I don't know, like, what I thought about sharks was wrong. <laughs> and um, I'm just here, and they're just here, and we're all just here. And, yeah, it was crazy. So, that, yeah, so then, good experience. fast forward, moved here. <laughs> so I spent here here in Hawaii before Alex decided to come over um and we always wanted to do the shark dive we'd heard about it like you know from social media from yeah, friends they were like, you got to do it it was our friend abby's birthday and we got a charter and um we weren't really like close friends with you anymore but we needed someone else for the charter i was just the, the extra person to make the price go down we were like we, got, we were like we asked some other people they said no <laughs> no <laughs> no i wasn't you okay. I, we cared about you you were just you were new. So um, <laughs> we came, and that was, I mean, we took a boat out, right, to, like, an area that they're yeah. predictably there. And, like, like why are they predictably there, there? Like, there's some hypotheses that I have about why they're there. But... Probably chumming, but they don't claim that. Yeah. So point is, we get in the water, and um, what you hear from social media is, like, oh, like, maybe you'll see a tiger. So I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were, this was cageless. Um, it was yeah, just free diving. And we ended up seeing what? Galapagos and sandbar sharks? Galapagos sandbar, and we saw some oceanic black tips, which are way bigger nice. than black tip reef sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a magical experience. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, our friend. Also, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> are you, you going to take it? Here, you take it. Our friend, uh, two of our friends actually got seasick, so they started throwing up off the edge of the boat. Which was gross, but also great for us because it was like natural chum. So the sharks would like come up and want to check out what they smell. And- okay, I was low-key scared though because they were becoming coming so close. Yeah, they were pretty close. Yeah. But our guides were like fairly protective. So I oh, felt, our guides I felt were good. so competent, been doing it for decades. Like I remember at one point I was down with a guide. So they take you down with you, obviously. And there was a shark coming straight at me and I was like what's about to happen and the guide because you have like you know long they had like long carbon fiber fins you just your body looks a lot bigger when you have fins in the water and they just went in front went in between me and the shark and opened up their bodies and like a starfish to be so long and the shark just turned like i was like this was amazing i just yeah. i felt really safe yeah, you have to remember that like the sharks don't want to mess with anything bigger than them yeah like neither would we and they don't even really want to mess with you, I yeah. would say. They just, sometimes they want to check you yeah, out. Exactly. They use their mouth to check things out. Like, all those things. So, that was our, our first time. Yeah. But I also, like, also want to point out that, like, these people were doing this for years. So, it's, like, not everyone who can just hop in the water and, yeah, like, 
fair disclaimer. Yeah. You cannot be... I, we would not have been... I would not have felt safe if it was just us out there, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. I, we are not equipped for that. And then it's like, if something does happen, then it's people blame the shark, and then... Oh, that now we're, all the time. Now we're back to phase one, where it's like, well, should these people have really been in the water doing these things when they're not trained, don't know anything about sharks? No, 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 they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So always go with a guide if you choose to go... Um, know your limits and you know be humble the ocean yeah. is powerful and yeah. we should revere it exactly um so that was a long time ago mm-hmm. it was like like four or five years ago 17 yeah um i didn't have like many tiger shark experiences the, the following year or two um you had one though yeah, so i was I in saw... the water me and lauren were in the water my time yeah yeah i were with a bunch of people and so on the west side of Oahu, there's this like, uh, like this pipe essentially, and it just it spits water out. It's part of a um, power plant, and it uses the water just for cooling, um, so it's not any waste or anything. But but it's an artificial reef, so it's a snorkel spot. And, yeah, it's a and snorkel, it's spot. snorkel it's, spot. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's pretty cool. And so sometimes what you like to do is you will like swim in, not into the pipe, but like with the pipe. And then you can go really fast and really like far distances it's on like one a breath. Jet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, it, yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. You get shot out, you like end up kind of far from shore, so you're like, that was fun, now I gotta swim in. But yeah, so I was doing that one day and we were with everybody, you know, I went first. And I was going and I was Wait, like, wait, you gotta say that we were all in like a, a a line. Like Alex was like, I'm gonna go first, and then we were all like, Okay, we'll go next. <laughs> yeah. So there was like four of us behind you. You just happened to do it first. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I do, I do my thing, and I get shot out, and I'm like, running out of breath, and I'm like, alright, start, start to come up towards the surface, and then like, I don't know, probably not that far below and in front of me, I see this like, probably eight foot tiger shark. It's below you though. Right? Yeah, it's below me, and yeah, it was pretty crazy though. So we like, we we both see each other, we lock eyes, and we're both like, oh shoot, what's that? Because I see a pretty big shark. And it sees this giant thing with like you were in a wetsuit. I was in a wetsuit. I had my fin, like big fins on. I looked probably like ten feet. So it was probably like, oh, what is that? And so and also you came out of nowhere because you were going so fast. Yeah, I was going fast, coming out of nowhere, and it was like I felt bad for the poor shark. We both, yeah, we both like locked eyes, both freaked out. It immediately swam away. I like kicked to the surface, and I was like. Whoa, that was a big shark. And then you looked back and all of us were coming. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I should warn them. And I was like, it's too late. There they come. I'll tell them about the story later. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think you told us till we like got back to shore. And we were like, what? Yeah, I don't want to freak anyone out, but there's no, there's no reason to be freaked out, but still. Yeah, there's not. And then we were, one summer we were working on a, a snorkel boat together, actually, and mm-hmm. there was like reports of a tiger shark, and so I didn't see it, but you saw yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it. You saw it off the boat. Yeah. And that's... That's a like, good experience. That's a good experience. You know? <laughs> it was a big boat, too, so it was like... Yeah. Totally sick. But I would also but. say that your experience um, at that snorkel spot was like a good experience. Oh, also definitely a good experience. Like... Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, All right, what about your great experience? Like, my favorite experience? Yeah. Um, my favorite experience was probably, like, when I went to French Polynesia, which was last summer. Um, I spent, like, a week or, like, nine days there with my dad and his friends. And um, we were... Oh God, it took me, like, a long time to convince my dad's friends to, like, go on this snorkel adventure. But French Polynesia is... Um, and we were sailing around different islands, so, like it's a shark sanctuary as a whole so they they decided to protect sharks a long time ago and for that reason like 
first of all, one of the healthiest place ecosystems I've ever been in, ever. And it's tropical, too. So that's saying a lot. Like, coral reefs are – I've never seen healthier coral reefs. It's um, crazy. It was amazing. So anyone listening, you got to go there. Um, but so we went out, and they were like, we're swimming with sharks. My dad had never done anything like that. He was crazy. This was, like, to celebrate his retirement. So um, he hopped in, and – they, you know, were harmless. There were t- it was black tip, black tip reef and white sharks, tip yeah. reef sharks. They were small, but there were like 50, 40, 50. Like <laughs> we spent like over an hour in the water. We were doing lots of different things. We could, you know, they they were they were in control of the dynamic, but they also didn't care about us. And I could tell that they were associated the boat with food because um, the tour guide like threw a snorkel in, and they went to go like like almost tack the snorkel and I was like oh okay so there's food associated but that was freaking amazing and if you happen to follow me on TikTok you know that I share that footage constantly because it was so magical yeah such awesome footage was, I don't blame it you. was clear too like great visibility so it was an amazing amazing um, experience and um, my dad's friends ended up learning a lot about sharks from me because I couldn't stop talking about it when we were <laughs> swimming with them and they got to you know revisit some of their misconceptions that they might have had about sharks with I feel like made it a really productive awesome thing um that was by far my favorite but you know I really want to see a white shark I'd be down to Sam yeah like I really do um want to be in a cage or no cage I think I want to be in a cage interesting do you even with all of the even with all these conversations about safety and yeah, that's a great. That's a great point. I, like, why? Why would you want to be in the cage? Is kind of my question. It's it's for me. It's for mm-hmm. me and my own like misconceptions that are still inside of me in some ways. And you know, we have a friend um, who swam with a white shark uncaged, and she said it was amazing and peaceful. Um, I just I think it would take away from my like the anxiety I would feel of, around it would take away from the experience of truly enjoying it. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about you? I'd want to go cageless. It's yeah less common, I think, if you're not like a dive professional. I think it's hard but... to find a, a shark diving yeah. company that will let you do that. I think you can in like South Africa or whatever. Yeah. Well, I've watched enough in... Shark Week with Andy Casagrande that <laughs> I know what to do if I see a white shark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I hope I do it one day. It's definitely on the list. Um, white sharks are incredible, right? So. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys. Like, do you have any Did crazy any shark, shark experiences? experiences? <laughs> um, what about I'm sure while surfing? Do. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was going to say. We have one quick story about seeing a shark while surfing. Well, neither this was of like us a saw few it, weeks ago. But so my brother was here visiting, and he was in California, but he's not really like a surfer much. Um, but he, he does it every now and then. But he's like athletic and yeah, very so, physically capable. So we were like, let's go. And he was like, cool. Yeah, yeah. we took him out to like one of our favorite spots. And like people say this spot is sharky, but I think that's just... A- everyone says that in the world. And it is my, <laughs> my favorite thing. When everyone says that, I just am like, isn't the ocean sharky? Like, just I hope so. I hope it's sharky. I hope it's sharky. Like, also... They're around. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if people, like, fool themselves when they're in the ocean. They're around. Yeah. Like... You may not see them, but they're you there. You may not see them. They have a great way to understand their underwater ecosystem from afar. They hear us or sense us way before we would ever see them. We are physically pretty much incapable in water as humans. Like, <laughs> they, they, they're calling shots. So, whether or not, when I'm surfing, I'm like, they're around. I just don't want to... 
I'm not going to think it. about it. Yeah, it's not about that. Unless you see it. All right. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're a little tangent. Yeah, we're all, we're, we're surfing. It's the three of us and like, I don't know, someone just caught a wave. We all paddled out and we're like just sitting together and Chris and I are looking his direction. So he's looking at us and then just all of a sudden he shrieks in fear. His eyes light up. He screamed shark. He screamed he? shark and was like, his he like, almost fell off the surfboard. Yeah, his face was like, what do I do now? And we kind of didn't believe him. <laughs> Wait, we just like looked at each other and we're like, huh. Yeah, it's like, like oh, what? that's kind of normal. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? And then I, I, Alex was like laughed, which was a bit <laughs> invalidating. And, and then I, when I looked at Nick's face and I was like, okay, what, what, what am I going to do right now? Like, you know, there's an option, right? It's like, oh, well, what kind of shark? Does, and Nick doesn't know how to assess okay, the species of the shark, shark what, so i'm but... like okay how scared do we need to be like what probably not at all and then i'm like all right i'm gonna take him seriously like wh- why you know alex was going to stay out uh, <laughs> and i was gonna let one little thing ruin my surf sesh but... yeah and he's pan- he's full-blown panicking yeah full-blown panicking he's like get me to the shore right now and so we're like all right we'll take you to shore and we start paddling in. I'm small on my longboard that's really floaty, so I didn't feel that scared because, like, I just, like, would go... I would, on my board, it's, like, I'm not really that much in the water, mm-hmm. whereas Nick was, like, fully in the water. Yeah, Nick was like, pretty submerged. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of, like, took a detour route because I was like, oh, I think I might see a wave that I can probably catch in and make them <laughs> in. So I was like, I'll catch you guys inside. See ya. And so these two go paddling off on their own and... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like... Nick starts trying to talk to me, and I'm, like... I don't want to hear about what happened with the shark tour on shore. Like, don't don't talk to me about this right now. Like, because I'm someone who's prone to panic in um, emergency situations. And so I'm like, I don't even want to know the details. Like, let's just paddle in and let's have this conversation on sand. And little do I know, he's actually begging for me to paddle him <laughs> in. I'm like half the size of Nick. And so I'm ignoring his panic attack <laughs> is really what I found out in hindsight. Yeah, the poor guy. Oh. I honestly feel bad for him after the fact. But yeah, I wonder if he's gone in the ocean since. No, he said he was done. He said he was done with surfing. He's <laughs> pretty much done with the ocean. He's a beach boy now, that's all. Oh, goodness. But we got back to shore. You ended up catching a wave ditching him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he said it was like a one-foot fin, dorsal fin. Yeah, it was probably a tiger shark, so, honestly. Yeah, um, what, like, what, from what he described, he said he got a really good look at it. And he said, like, what it described, it was sounded like a decent-sized tiger shark. It was about 20 to 25 feet from me. Um, I was the closest individual to it, and um, I'm, I'm sure it was a tiger shark. So Yeah, but still, that's just another sign or indicator showing that, hey, they're just swimming around, they're doing their thing. They're not trying to, like, bump us or scare us or attack us. It's just, this is where they live. Oh, if I got bumped, that'd be a different story. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the more time you spend in the ocean, I think the less... Um, the, the more you're able to break down your own conceptions about sharks. And mm-hmm. um, I hope that, you know, we're pretty lucky. I mean, the biggest predator in Hawaii is a tiger shark. Um, it's not like we're in Santa yeah. Cruz. It could but, be worse. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. It could worse, be scarier, I should say, not worse. I know. I think that's those, that's my favorite one, for sure. That's my favorite <laughs> shark story. So um, all of the ocean conservation work that any of us are doing in our corners of the world, I hope that we're also considering sharks. Um, and, yeah, I hope these stories, like, made you think about what you maybe think of sharks or maybe what you learned about sharks or want to unlearn about sharks. And um, maybe as a last bit, we just highlight some ways for people to learn more. So yeah. um, 
what's an awesome shark documentary, I would say. I say Racing Extinction covered shark finning a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which is an incredible documentary uh, by Oceanic Preservation Society. Mm-hmm. Um, they also share quite a bit on their social medias that are very educational. Yeah, and, and like a, a lot of call, hub. call to actions and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and then Project um, Project Hugh, I think is the way you say it, mm-hmm. but it's in Indonesia. Um, it's spearheaded by... Madison Stewart, she helps give shark fishermen alternative um, livelihoods. Income, yeah. yeah, it's like in, instead of, you know, shark fishermen are out there, they're not the enemy, they're just trying to provide for their families, especially um, in areas like that. And so, what she does is she, you know, talks to shark fishermen and says, Hey, instead of going out fishing for sharks today, why don't you take, you know, these tourists out on the boat and you can still make the same amount of money, but instead you're doing it with tourism and kind of showing them alternative routes. And I think that's a really intersectional and people first approach to conservation that helps sharks and helps people. Um, yeah. Yeah. But if you care about sharks and you want to do more, just like challenge conceptions about it, learn more about them. Um, documentaries, books, projects, there's a lot of work to always be done. And, Mm -hmm. um, just remember that we need them for the immune system of the sea. And uh, if we're gonna talk about sustainability and we're gonna talk about the sea, we kinda gotta talk about sharks. Yeah, they're, they're the basis, really. Yeah, they are. So, hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, thank you for listening.